First to you, did you ever see the Turner and her uh, Tur- oh good speaking right there Turner and Hooch movie before winding up in the show? I did, yeah, because I really I really wanted to know how um, how um, Scott Turner, aka aka Tom Hanks, is, and then see how his daughter and son acts, and see how I should act, and well then done. and then try and incorporate that with and like combine that with what it says I should act like. Cool. Well, Lindsay, I would assume you saw the movie, so you knew Reginald's work well before working in this, but had you known anyone in the cast before winding up on the show? Yeah, actually, Josh and I knew each other when we were like 14-year-old kids living in a little apartment complex away from home doing auditions with our moms. Um, We go way back. And then we worked together on Grandfathered with Stamos. So we have a history and uh, playing siblings was really second nature. I mean, we just, I, we feel like family. So, and obviously, yes, I know Reg from lots of his work. So not just Turner and Hooch. When I worked with Reg, you know, he has a very sincere sincerity to him. And, and uh, it was really like, like working with someone that was in your family all these years. I mean, Laura grew up with, with Reg's character her whole life, you know? So being able to be Josh, you know, sister and brother with Josh and have this history with Reg and honestly, Jeremy too. I mean, I am a parent, so I also, you know, understand what it's like to have a kid. It was, it was an immediate, it was a very easy family dynamic situation. Before I throw a question to Reg, uh, I'm curious, was that apartment complex, the infamous Oakwoods? Uh, actually, it was the, the, the like sad stepchild of it was called <laughs> Archstone. I did live at Oakwoods, but it was called Archstone in that moment in, in, in history. Yeah. And a lot of us came out of uh, that one, too. So, yeah. Well, without giving anything away, I, when I saw the title of the second episode of the show, I went, yes, we're going to get a whole Reginald episode. This is going to be great. <laughs> and it's not quite that per se, but we do get a lot of Die Hard in there. Oh. Was, was the script that we see reflective of totally what's on camera or did things change? Any idea, Reg? Well, I think things changed. I, um, you know, as a, unfortunately, I didn't see the first episode or second episode, but I understand that they cared enough about my character and me to, to, to do the best they could with, with the job. And I, I think I, they, I did okay, you know, and I, I, really enjoyed working with the other actors and what, and they're the ones that bring the show together, you know, uh, and I, I'm just there. And I, it was good to watch them do their thing and to be, to be fitted into to the, to the format was really a cool thing. And I, I really learned a lot of, lot of good things and I appreciate them choosing to work with me. I really enjoyed it. I really did. Back to Jeremy here. Do you have a favorite part about working on Turner and Hooch? Yeah, I really do. The dogs and the people that I meet. I love meeting new people, getting to know them and trying to um, like bond with them. And I love bonding with dogs because they're excellent companions and they always listen to you and you have somebody to talk to. 
So it's just always amazing because because you have a dog near you and stuff. And most of my scenes are with Lindsay. And that makes it really easy because she's so nice to me. And she was very welcoming to me when I first stepped on set. That's so wonderful to hear that everyone is getting along and everybody respects each other because that's not always the case in all this. Uh, mm -hmm. One thing I couldn't figure out, when exactly was the show filmed? Did I read correctly that you wrapped in April? Uh, I don't. I don't remember. When, no, I yeah. don't. Was it April? Yeah, I think it was April. Yeah. I think we wrapped. I think we wrapped in April. Yeah. And then in your case, Lindsay, do I have a correct? You're going between this and a second show. You're doing two shows at the same time. Uh, no, I I just uh, I just wrapped a film. Yeah, I just I went straight into a, a film, but I just finished it. So as soon as Turner and Hooch was over, I went into a a '70s biopic called Spinning Gold. So very different, uh, very different tone and, and genre. Uh, but yeah, we, we did, we wrapped, we went, we did this show through COVID and um, it was- That was a big challenge. That was the biggest challenge, yeah. It was a, a big, um, yeah. It I mean, cuts your hands off if you left your mask at home or something, you know? Mm. <laughs> Make sure you wore your mask. And it's so hard to recognize people with the mask. I know, yeah. Like once you take it off and you're filming, you're like, okay, hold on, who are you again? <laughs> right, it was an experience. It's so hard doing it with the makeup people and the hair people. You're like, oh, that's what you look like. Yeah. <laughs> and then my last question here, because I want to be mindful of everyone's time. Reg, I got to clear up a rumor. Are you from Long Island or have you lived on Long Island? Because a lot of people here on Long Island want to take credit for you. Wow. Well, I was born and raised in Queens, New York, which is part of Long Island. So, yes, I am. Okay, a Long so Island. Wikipedia is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia. I was born and raised in Queens, New York, Jamaica, Queens, you know, which uh, I remember very well, you know, but I'm glad I'm out of it. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations to you all on a show that's funny and heartwarming and looking forward to seeing what's next from all of you thank, thank you for your time. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Bye, it's the Paltrow cast now with Darren Paltrow it's get ready to listen to your favorite Kara, Brandon, Anthony, thank you for doing this. And for you three, I have a different sort of questions because I may or may not be a licensed private investigator. So what I want to know in watching you all on camera is how much training or onset instruction you got related to law enforcement. Kara, can you go first? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, from the beginning, even before we started filming, they um, I got to meet with U.S. Marshals and really learn, you know, what it takes to become a marshal and, and some of the do's and don'ts of the job. And they had a marshal there on set to consult um, almost every day, but definitely for the action scenes to be sure that, you know, a marshal wouldn't watch this and be like, hey, it's not real. So, um, so yeah, they, they, the Matt Nix and the whole creative team, they took it very seriously and, and, and we all really dived in to make it as, as true as we could. Brandon, you got anything to add to that? Besides yeah, I mean, I had also played like a federal agent on another show. So I'd like, I had a little bit of like, um, 
previous knowledge about, you know, playing law enforcement. So I kind of piggybacked on that a little bit. Um, all at the same time, like my character is so out there, like there's nothing typical, typically agenty about Xavier. Um, and I, so I, I, um, I really wanted to sort of lean into that too. I appreciate that Xavier gives the shaka. At, yeah. At oh yeah. <laughs> and what about you, Anthony? What's your history with all that? Yeah, I mean, I've done tons of procedurals, and so I've I've trained with you know every agency from you know the the NYPD to the Los Angeles Police Department to the FBI, to, you know, and then I got the chance. Now I'm playing a. Um, uh, you know, a U.S. Marshal and uh, talking to our tech advisor about that, I basically learned that all other agencies other than the Marshals are wusses, right? So like <laughs> basically the Marshals are the best agency out there yeah. and, uh, you know, everyone else pales in comparison. So um, until I play an FBI agent, uh, until I play an FBI are, agent yeah, again, and they or, are the best. Yeah. Right. Are the, yes. <laughs> marshals are the best. And then setting it back, but starting with Anthony this time, what about working with animals? Are you used to working with dogs or is this a new experience? Uh, I worked with a dog early on in my career, but, you know, it was nothing, nothing like this. Um, you know, it's, it's a wild ride, man. Like you just, we told all the, like, you just have to be prepared for anything. Like you need to know your stuff backwards and forwards because the minute you might think, you know, what is going to happen and the minute that these dogs get on on set it's like they're going to go this way instead of that way they're going to do this and that so you just have to be prepared and you've got you know uh, the amazing animal trainers on the show they've you know they're they've got toys and things to get their attention and you know so you're just dealing with you know uh, a huge amount of distractions you know but at the same time, it's super liberating, um, as we were talking about before, because it's an improv, right? And the creators were cool enough to, or smart enough and, 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 and confident enough to allow us to kind of improv uh, with the dogs. So you get a lot of magic that happens kind of, you know, you capture lightning in a bottle because it's just happened that one time. And that's hopefully where, you know, the show lives is like mining those moments. Brandon, can you weigh in on that one? Yeah, I I had I started in the straight to DVD classic Doctor Doolittle Five, I think, opposite Kyla Pratt. Um, I'm sure, all of you have seen it multiple times. Yes. Um, yeah. So that was my first experience working with dogs. You know what? This was easier though, and I don't know if if, if because Josh was so good with the dog, but like it wasn't like I I felt like. It didn't really like make our days much longer. And I know we had a whole second unit as well, which they shot with just dogs. Um, oh. So we never really got bogged down with them, you know, and the stuff that they couldn't get with us, they would just get it uh, on the second unit. I think that was really, really valuable. And Cara, before I ask everyone the last question, your take on the dogs and the working with the animals? You know, I was nervous at first because I'd never worked with dogs. Um, and, you know, they always say, you don't want to work with kids or animals and um, I was carrying a kid and I was going to be working with an animal but um, <laughs> but it was I mean I love improv just me as an actor I like being able to think on my feet and so and I like being able to mix it up you know certain jobs you know when you're you can get stuck into a tone or you can get stuck into your shtick as an actor and you know the dogs don't allow that I gotta know my lines and then be game to mix it up so that was a lot of fun for me so I loved it. And then the last question for all three of you, we'll start with Car first. What is your favorite Reginald Vell Johnson cop movie? Because there's a few of them. Oh my God. Um, 
I'm going to say Turner and Hooch. <laughs> Brandon? You know what? I didn't know he was in a bunch of cop movies. I've only seen him in Turner. Was he in Die Hard? Die Hard 1 and 2. I was about no, to. Yeah, I didn't want to okay. say the wrong one. I'm going to take, no, take Die Hard, Cara. Too late. Dang it. I'm going to take Die Hard. Anthony? I'm going to take uh, Die Hard, the Christmas movie. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that second episode, which we all saw you in without spoiling anything, great, great nods to Die Hard throughout that episode. Yeah. I'm hoping all of you picked up on those references, but if not, oh, I yeah. guess next December you're going to watch that and then you'll rewatch this episode. But the bottom line is congratulations <laughs> to you all on a great, funny, heartwarming show and looking forward to what's coming next from all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, this is a wonderful, delightful surprise to be speaking with both of you. But the first thing that I want to know from Vanessa's perspective first, did either of you know each other before casting in the show? Can't tell from the on-screen nature of it. Yeah, you know what? We did know each other before Turner and Hooch. Um, actually, we have been friends for a decade or more than a decade, Becca. Is that is that the count? Yeah. yeah. It might be 10 years. Um, we met on a little show. I don't know if you um, heard of it, but uh, it was called Glee. And we, um, we had a little stint on that show together and became fast friends. And uh, then Turner and Hooch. And, and we get to play like in a lo little love triangle together in this show. So I appreciate it. That you took the softball and then you hit it out of the park right there. You're, I mean, you're a great player and it's an honor to be on your team. <laughs> it's what we do. I find the show very interesting because as a viewer, the first episode you see it and you go, um, this, I think this is a kid slash family show. And that second episode, you get all the diehard references and you go, hmm, maybe the pilot was just the setup to the whole thing. Maybe there's some turns here. Mm -hmm. Do you know, and I'll throw this to Becca first, do you get the scripts far in advance? Because I know you're recurring per se, mm -hmm. or do you just get, here's this week's show? Um, you know, the creators of the show were really on top of it and they kind of knew exactly going into it where every character's going and what's going to happen. So we had a, an ample amount of time with the scripts before we would actually shoot the show. And we've been on shows in the past. I know that I have where you'll get the script the night before. Um, so it's always like, oh, this is interesting. I wasn't prepared to see this, but this was great. They were really courteous of us knowing exactly where our character was going and what was going to happen in each episode. And getting the scripts was an exciting day just because they get better and better. I can say that it was through the end, each one just, you know, got more exciting. Yeah, the, the more uh, junkets, the more interviews you do, is the more you find out which shows are protective and they're like, here's your four pages, you don't need to know anything else, or which ones go, hey, we're a family, you should know everyone who knows everything, and that's it. So it's good to hear that it's an inviting atmosphere. Now, Vanessa, it's not spoiling anything to see how comfortable you are with animals on camera. Did you grow up with pets, or is this a crash course in, in getting comfortable with animals for you? Uh, this was a crash course in getting comfortable with animals. I have had, uh, well, I had a budgie, but I also had a 17, uh, a 17 year old toy poodle for its entire life. Her name was Marcy. She was about this big. And so I thought I knew something about dogs. And then I got 
to this show and I didn't know anything about dogs and I was happy to learn. And I felt really, um, it felt really rewarding to be able to not only have an amazing job on a Disney plus show with amazing actors and actresses. Uh, but then I, I got this gift, which was a new relationship with, with, our you know best friends our four-legged friends I I I learned how to build trust and relationships with these dogs and and see things through their eyes and notice the differences of their personalities and how affects that that affects their behavior I mean it was it was like uh getting a degree in in animal on psychology really <laughs> there you go uh Becca did you grow up with pets I did. I come from a long line of dog lovers. So um, I have, my mom was joking the other day that from the time I was, I think two, I have slept with a dog in my bed every single day, I think with maybe a year or two in between. Um, so I am dog crazy. I've always had small dogs as well. Uh, and I wasn't sure what it would be like to be around these big French Mastiffs. And it was even better than I could have imagined. They're just like meaty little bodies and their giant slobbery faces. They will get you out of any bad mood if you walk on set and you just see their little, their little faces. They're so photogenic too. <laughs> I'm learning new things every day. Well, the last question for both of you, being super mindful and courteous of your time here is we, the press, only got the first three episodes. We're going to have to, with the general populace, wait to see the rest. But are we going to get a musical episode? And if so, solos from both of you in there. I still want to say yes here. I just want to say yes. Maybe the you could lie. <laughs> we can keep the mystery alive. Season two, season two. Keep watching. Sweeps week. Well, thank you both for your time. Really you. great to see what it is you're doing on screen. Looking forward to everything to come. Thank you for Thanks, your time. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, Darren. How you doing, Darren? Great. And yourself there, Aaron? Yeah, good. Thank you for having me. You have one of the more impressive backgrounds I've seen lately where, uh, and I'm talking about the physical background <laughs> behind you, where uh, a lot of people... <laughs> You don't know if it's a long-term apartment situation. It doesn't look like they live there. So congratulations on living where you live. I actually don't. <laughs> it's, okay. It's, it looks like I'm copying yours, though. Your background's rather nice. There we go. You've got nice artwork. No, my girlfriend is filming in London. So we've been here for, well, she's here for about six months total. Um, I go back to LA soon. Yeah. There you go. I guess never assume anything ever. That is the underlying message here. So thank the you for Didn't you know that? <laughs> <laughs> well, the new movie is great. White. When did you actually film it? Uh, December 2019. Uh, feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. It's, wow. Um, yeah. It was. It was really. It was an interesting time. It was. I mean, we we it was just right before the beginning of the Australian fires. Um, mm -hmm. And so we just started to catch that. So, so it was, yeah, it was definitely a, a, a strange, but also really beautiful time um, before that. So yeah, I love it. Love Australia. Who doesn't love Australia? I mean, it's, yeah. it's one of those countries where it is stereotype here. You go, who has a problem with Australia? Nobody, you, you in Canada 
uh, are winning the yeah. World Olympics. Of we don't have a problem with them. They're cool. We love the music. We love the food. We love the culture. But uh, yeah. keeping the emphasis <laughs> on great white. Uh, how did you wind up in the film? Was it a traditional casting, or did you know one of the producers beforehand? You know, uh, so I did an audition one round, and the I think it was one round. I can't remember, but the I sent off my tape. And the director, Martin Wilson, I'd never met the guy. He liked my tape that much that he colour graded it because I just, you know, I shot it however. He colour graded it and showed the producers that version so that they had this more slightly glamorous version of my clearly terrible um, audition tape. So, yeah, it was, uh, he was pretty passionate. And, and when I spoke to him on the phone, I was still, um, you know, my team and I, we were, you know, you take your time making these decisions, but it was really chatting to him and understanding his passion for it and his, his, his real quite obsession with that classic thriller, horror type stuff. I mean, he's a big early Spielberg fan, obviously, but also uh, Hitchcock, he loves Hitchcock. So it was really talking to him about all of that and, um, and just his focus on characters. He loves characters and for me as an actor, Love the genre piece, but you're playing an actor. You're, uh, you're playing a character, so you really want that um, that attention to detail from the director there. Well, that's kudos to you. I can say, well, Aaron's in this movie. He's going to play this role. Like You've been very versatile in that you're able to do a soap like Neighbours. You're able to do a film like this. Did you start out wanting to be kind of a utility player or is there a secret comedy background where he said I want to only do funny roles and everything happened accidentally uh, I don't I don't know if um I think it was probably just my taste growing up I I went to I didn't really go to art for escape I went to art for growth I went to look at what these humans were going through, whether it's a painting or a, or a photo or a song or whatever it is, um, the, the films that I was drawn to were, were real sort of heavy character pieces. Um, I mean, I just, again, watched one of my favourite films, Hard, Paul Newman, the other day. Just, you know, it's just, a, I love these things that explore what it is like to be a human, you know? Yeah. So are you one of those people in turn where if they call you anything but the name of your character on set, you flip out? No, I, I know you're not like that. <laughs> I don't think I could ever flip out. I'm one of the most chill dudes. Um, I So much so that I, I have my technique for sure. And I'm pretty strong with my visions. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'm not afraid to voice what I feel, but a lot of time as an actor, you sort of maybe... You, it doesn't quite get seen, but but I'm also really big on just embracing whatever that director or whatever that creative team is bringing to me, and I'll try all sorts of different techniques to, to sort of find it. So uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just love embracing the environment that I'm in. Was this the last thing that you filmed? I'm assuming the answer is no. <laughs> it actually was. It, it really? was. Yeah, I um, this has been the quietest time for me personally. We, we, you know, we've had things pop up that we just didn't feel was right. Um, 
and we don't feel that we're in a rush to jump on anything. So we're, we're sort of taking our time. Um, and I'm at the same time trying to renovate our house. So I'm, that's also playing into my decisions as well. Um, and I think, you know, when you're in a relationship with an actor as well, you sort of, there's got to be that a little bit of give and take of time. Um, you know, we're, we're sort of spending some time together in London and it's, and I, I wouldn't change it for the world. It's, it's been amazing. I'm actually surprised to hear that in a way because lately in the past few weeks, some of these press junkets I've been doing, you say, so when did you make the movie? And they went, well, we started filming during lockdown and you're starting to find out that maybe everybody was working the whole time, but they were under NDAs or their embargoes or deadline.com. Yeah, again, actors are lying. No, no. Um, yeah, it's, it's been really comforting seeing that things are starting to happen. Um, yeah. I do know the things that were being made were either really big budget that could afford to have the COVID protocols in place. I, I know my girlfriend's on Citadel, um, big Amazon show, and the budget of that was, it was there to, you know, it had the COVID protocols. But then there's also a lot of little ones that maybe just lock 12 people in a room and kind of have their isolation from the rest of the world that way. So yeah. I think that were the only two ways you could really make anything um, which, you know, I'm excited to see both of those projects, um, those different types, yeah. The hi-fi, the lo-fi, both of them are great these days, which is a very good thing. But I'm curious about you personally, because you mentioned a really good point that when you're in a relationship with another actor, you both could be working at the same time. You both could be not working for a while. One of you could be working mm. on a high-demand thing, so therefore you have to cater to the other person. When you don't have to work, what do you like to do with yourself? Are there interesting passions or hobbies rather than just being a relaxed kind of guy? <laughs> well, my hobby that I'm about to bring up is probably more relaxing than anything. Well, for me, for some people not, but my girlfriend, my little dog and myself, let me grab him, I'll show him off. He's, little, he's a ridiculous little rescue. So the three of us, this is Elton, uh, named after Elton John, of course. Ooh. We will get away and nothing beats just being in a tent, camping. Oh, you're not comfy. Just camping in the wilderness. We've done road trips, road trips across New Zealand, across America. You know, we just, yeah. So that's probably one of my favourite things to do. Just see the world and do it slowly. You know, just really soak up each place. Wow. Are you a writer aside from your craft of being the person who's handling the scripts? I, I do have a story that I've been working on. I, but I'll tell you what, it's made me respect writers so much more. <laughs> it's tough. I, I don't have the patience. I just want the project now. I love creating the story. I love that aspect. I, I could spend six months doing a mood board, <laughs> six months writing a script. Um, no, I've, I've got a story that I'm very passionate about. It's sort of, um, yeah, it's, it's, I won't go into it, but it's, yeah. So I do love writing, but it's definitely not my uh, strongest skill. Yeah. Hmm. I'm finding more and more lead actors kind of have that gene where they say, for now on, I'm an actor, but the truth is I'm really a writer, producer, director, and you're seeing more and more and more films where the lead actor is mm. also the director and the producer and the screenplay writer. 
So you never know these days who's the most creative person on the set. But the fact that you have something in development, it sounds like there is that creativity that you've been harnessing for a while. Yeah, I, 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 there has been. And I do, that is something that I look up to in people. You know, I mean, A Star is Born is just coming, in, coming to mind with um, Bradley Cooper, just... Mm-hmm you know, whatever thoughts on the film. I, I think he crafted a, a beautiful, um, complex character. And yeah, I, I really respect that sort of whole vision that people have uh, because I couldn't imagine how much hard work it would be. So there's a lot of respect and admiration for that. But to be honest, just the creative field in general, I'm, I'm just really passionate about the arts. And, you know, I think just with this time that we've been in, I think it's really important that, um, you know, we, yeah, we don't ignore that there is this beautiful place for storytelling, but in saying that there is, um, you know, I think we should respect the scientists and, and I think they deserve a little more credit as well with what's going on in the world. Outro cast.